Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we spoke with personal trainer Tyler Smith, and today we're going to continue that conversation with Tyler. So thanks so much, Tyler, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Last week, we talked about Tyler's specialty and how um, working out with kids in the gym, personal training, um, getting kids more movement and active is beneficial, especially uh, on the spectrum. This week, we thought we would continue our talk a little bit more, and we're probably going to get a little bit more in-depth Dra- with Drayson because Drayson's actually been working with Tyler for over four months now, and um, I think it's important for us to convey what we've seen um, with, with Drayson and how that can be influential for other parents and kids on the spectrum. So um, as we were talking about last week, um, we have seen those changes in Drayson. We kind of talked a little bit about that. But have you noticed anything really significant with him um, since you started working with him? I mean, last week, we might want to back up a little bit and explain to our audience that it didn't happen overnight with Drayson, right? It did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I've actually recently, within the past couple of weeks, um, it's an exercise that we do, and anytime I show him, he just doesn't do it. He just does something else. Mm-hmm. And I notice that he did it this time, and I'm, like, looking at, you know, <laughs> everyone and seeing if they see what I'm seeing. And um, so I was very impressed with that. And actually, he's been doing – it was about four or five exercises mm-hmm. that I would demonstrate to him, and like I said, he just wouldn't do them. So And he did all four or five of them within the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's getting more comfortable with me. He's getting more comfortable with exercising and he's back to running. Sometimes when he's running outside, mm-hmm. he may spin around a few times as he's running and then he'll take <laughs> off. So he just does his own thing, which is perfectly fine. Um, but then sometimes he just runs down and back as fast as he can. So he he's getting more comfortable. Um, so those are the few things, improvements that I have seen just as far as the training aspect of it mm-hmm. and him being more open and willing to do um, some of the exercises that I've that I've showed him mm-hmm. that I think at to- at the beginning he wasn't very confident at the time and I think he's more confident now mm-hmm. to do them so I think that's why he's you know improving. giving it a try and giving it yeah improving yeah definitely and Drayson is one of those kids where um, when we introduce something to him at first it's an immediate no <laughs> yeah. like his favorite words no I know I've mentioned that on past episodes before, but his favorite word is no. No, or now he's learned the phrase, no thanks, not today, (laughs) which is my favorite because if you ask him to do something, he'll just say, no thanks, not today. Um, And that was something that we did notice with Drayson. I think he gets into a place almost of fear because he's not confident or he's worried about doing something. I've noticed that um, it takes some time, but once he'll start actually doing the exercises with Tyler – it's um, it's kind of amazing to watch. Like, I didn't realize he had some of the coordination that he had. I didn't realize that he had some of the balance that he had. And these are all issues that we've struggled with, Drayson, and, and he's been in occupational therapy and still is. So I feel that this has really helped 
along with his occupational therapy, working out with you in the gym. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about um, maybe have you do you feel that you've developed a relationship not just with Drayson but with your kids in general? I mean, I know the first time that I came in the gym to try to work out with him, it was a flat out no. It was supposed yeah. to just be him and Mr. Tyler. Like I'm not supposed to be involved in that. Um, and I kind of saw a little bit of a unique bond between the two of you. Have you found also that you're developing, you know, relationships and bonds with some of these kids? Yes. Um, I think I have a pretty good relationship with all the kids that I work mm-hmm. with. Um, like, for example, Drayson, sometimes when he comes in, he may be a little agitated and he'll tell me to go away. Yeah. So I give him his time. <laughs> right. And then I think that helps because I think that helps build trust. I'm not trying to rush him into doing something mm-hmm. when he's not ready to do it. Same for one of my other clients. Um, he doesn't like being rushed. Right. So if he's talking to me, I listen to him. I ask him questions and um, he's more comfortable with that. Um, So I think those are a few different ways that I try to build trust. Um, I just let I really just let them be who they are. Mm -hmm. And I incorporate training throughout that at time, you know. So one of the clients, he likes to tell me jokes and he's gotten so comfortable with talking to me. Actually, his parents have taken him out of speech therapy now since he talks to me so much. And funny thing is he, he told me, you know what, I really don't I'm really not that talkative. And then me and his dad, look, we look at each other and uh-huh. we think you talk the entire time when you're in here. <laughs> right. And so we kind of joke. We jokingly said that to him. He was like, uh, I, well, I guess I kind of like coming here. Yeah. And that's a big thing because, you know, for him and most kids on the spectrum, things are black and white. Right. He doesn't associate coming to the gym as being fun. Right. Um, he just thinks, you know. Reading and, and those things like that are fun to him. Mm-hmm. So he's actually warming up and saying, he, he actually said he had an ounce of fun. Oh, you know, right. that's his thing. An ounce now. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tried to double. He tried to backtrack and say, "What's what's less? What's yeah? What's less than an ounce?" <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just try to meet them where they are. Um, another kid, for example, he doesn't necessarily like running, mm-hmm. and but he's always talking about zombies. So I came up with an idea and I said, "Well." When you're running, imagine that it's zombies everywhere, right? (laughs) We're on level one, and you have a pocket knife. (laughs) So you have to get rid of all the zombies with a pocket knife, and you have to run. And he took off. (laughs) And I'm saying the zombies zombies on your leg, and he's stabbing at his leg, and I'm like, they're on your back, and he's stabbing at his back. And he didn't complain at all about running. He enjoyed running. So I think those are different ways that I try to build a relationship with each one of them. Like I said, I'll, I just meet them where they're at. Yeah. Um, so And really trying to find out what their interests are yes. and what they like. And, and I don't yeah. have an issue with that. If I have to get creative in that aspect mm-hmm. for them to, for me to get out, for me to, you know, get them to do what I want them to do at mm-hmm. the time, um, that's kind of compromising. I'm compromising, they're compromising. That's what it's all about. And just meeting them halfway to try to, you know, get them the best benefit that they can get out of this. Which there's a lot of things that correlate into his and to other therapies, just like what I've seen with Drayson with speech and OT and his other therapies. It's a lot of just kind of almost interactive play, trying to figure out what they like, what their interests yeah. are, and get them to do something. So, but I, I, I really do appreciate how you're a little like on the sly about getting them to move and, <laughs> and be active without them really realizing yeah. that they're being active. Um, and then they, it, I, I've noticed that that kind of has happened with Drayson, and now it's curtailing into, oh, okay, I'm exercising. And he's not necessarily focusing on, like, the 
imaginary type play, but he's actually doing like push-ups and planks, yes. and, which I had to crack up the other day. I was in the gym with him the other day, and uh, we were ending the session, and Tyler told us to both do planks. Um, and I was holding the plank position and waiting for Tyler to start counting, and Drayson was just watching me do the plank and not doing the plank. So when he finally went into plank position, Tyler finally started counting. And I'm like, I've already been down here for like 30 <laughs> seconds. So, um, but I thought that was funny because I caught Drayson's face when he started to do the plank. He kind of had a little smirk on his face, almost <laughs> yeah. like, I got you, mom. <laughs> um, and that was pretty funny because I've never really seen that reaction from Drayson. Mm. So, um, and one thing that I've noticed, and, and I'll just, for those of you listening today, I'll let you know that we've, like I mentioned on last week's episode, we've noticed a significant dis- difference with Jason. He's been speaking more, um, a little more confidence. Um, uh, I've noticed that he's uh, seems okay on transitions, a little bit better, less tantrums, yeah. that type of thing. So we've noticed a lot of big differences with Jason, but... Um, what message do you have for parents who have kids that are autistic that maybe are looking for something different to do? Because this was definitely different for us. Um, you know, we get very siloed into the therapies, and those are all really important to do, but they're very academically based. And I realized for me as a mom that it was probably really taxing for Drayson to not have an outlet um, because he's in therapies pretty much six days a week plus school, um, I was concerned about burnout with him. I was concerned about all these things. And I just realized that I wasn't letting him have that outlet. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't doing well or he'd have more maybe okay, mm, not so great days with speech or OT. But now I've noticed he's had better days in his therapy since he started personal training with you because I feel that that might be an outlet for Drayson. So what message would you have for parents that – Maybe you're looking to do something like this or the benefits or why they should consider maybe having their child work with a a personal trainer. Yeah, I think one, like we talked about confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, I think two, it's an outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, Three, it gives them a different stimulation, Mm -hmm. um, both mental and physical, but in a fun setting, you know, to where they can just be free and, you know, just kind of be who they are. Um, I think it's also works on coordination. I feel like when a kid is coordinated mm-hmm. and they feel like they feel like they're pretty coordinated, that really gives them confidence to do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just challenging them to do push-ups, mm-hmm. you know, and if they realize, oh, I can do this was a struggle, you know, day one. Now, you know, two months later, it's really not that difficult anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think me just challenging them or or a trainer just challenging them in different ways would help tremendously mm-hmm. um and just you know as we know being active and being fit burning the, that energy mm-hmm. you know they may sleep better that could be a benefit great yeah. benefit because oh, Drayson has Drayson's yeah. been sleeping a lot better since since he started working out <laughs> I was like I wish I would have known this sooner. <laughs> have the kid run a mile every day. Um, but, yeah, I've noticed that we, my husband and I both have noticed that he s- sleeps a lot better now since he's been working out, which sleep disruption is – we have a lot of problems with tracing mm-hmm. with that. So that's amazing. Um, so what has – and the other thing, too, is have you noticed even changes in posture, movement, things I have. like that? I okay. have. Yeah. I have noticed a change in posture. 
with all of the kids that I work with um, from particularly one of the one of the kids that I was working with. Um, he has a hard time walking on his toes, you know, mm-hmm. when he's walking. He has something that's called drop foot. He was wearing um, leg braces or foot ankle braces mm-hmm. to help straighten that out. And that really wasn't working. It was irritating his skin. Um, so I started to stretch him and work on his movement patterns and they've increased and he was able to run within a few weeks from working with me. And that was something that he was never really able to do Mm -hmm. is run. So I think something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. is extremely important and gets in confidence. And I think a lot of, a lot of it has to do with the parents too, like you said, Mm -hmm. is, is being confident. But, um, I think, with you know when when kids just have that confidence, I think that's just so so important. Yeah, right. And I think, I mean, we've all we, I'm sure you've heard it before. Like the way you sit, the way you stand, you know, your posture can also affect how you feel. Yes. So, um, and that's something that we've noticed with Jason. And could potentially um, lead to injuries or pain down the road as they get older. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are things that you point. would want to try to correct. You know, now the thing the thing with me is is trying to figure out. Um, how I can incorporate those things. Because mm-hmm. if I ask them, you know, if you have pain, they're not going to really be able to tell me if they have pain. Right. Or if I'm stretching them, how does this stretch feel? Things like that may not completely resonate with them. Mm-hmm. So I have to find a different approach to try to still get to the end goal. Right. That's something that I'm still learning and still working on right. um, when I'm working with kids on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Is just trying to trying to figure that out because, you know, if you have pain, you can easily just communicate right. that to me. Right. We can pinpoint it and then we can work on it. Right. But that's not something that they're focusing on. I don't think most kids are really focusing on that anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, Jason wouldn't tell me if something was necessarily bothering him yeah. until it's really, really bothering Or him. maybe you see and a then, facial expression right, possibly. Right. But Jason doesn't communicate. That hurts or this is yeah. sore. Like, um that's that's not something that we run into with him. So I think that it's important to also give them that probably what helps with their communication a little bit too about how they're just feeling. Yes. So tell me a little bit about maybe what you've learned about working with, with people on the spectrum because, um, you know, we've talked so much about what the kids, what the improvements we've seen with kids and families, but but what what have you learned? Yeah, so good question. I think the the first thing is, each kid is so different, mm-hmm. you know, so I have to have a different approach for each particular kid um, and just being extremely patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially from because, you know, th- they may it may start off good, you know, at the beginning um, and it, it's really minute to minute, you know. So just depend on where they're at and really just encouraging them and keeping making sure they're having that confidence and making sure they're having fun, because I feel like if they're having fun, um, that's going to really improve their mood at that time, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hopefully that carries on to once they leave and when they go home. Um, so just just being patient and just understanding and, and, and realizing and being mindful that they're all so different, mm-hmm. even though they may have some similarities, but they they understand things on a different level. Mm-hmm. So I have to try to communicate communicate to them on that level, mm-hmm. you know, so they can understand um, so that's that, those are the, the the biggest things that I've learned with working with kids on the spectrum. Okay, and um, I guess emotionally or mentally, do you feel that um, 
So do you feel too that this has also helped you outside of the gym? You know, um, you know, you talk about patience and and learning all these things um, that you've learned from the kids. But do you feel like personally that it's also helped you in a way that maybe you didn't realize or learned uh, by working with these kids? Yeah, um, like you said, patience is the the main thing. Um, I'm I'm a lot more patient now. Um, I'm a lot more understanding mm-hmm. now. Um, and I, I'm a lot more just thankful, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because I've always grown up to just being able to be able to do whatever I wanted to do, no matter, never having any limitations. Right. And then when I'm working with kids who have, you know, a few limitations as far as they may not, you know, be able to, you know, just drive one day. Right. Like, I really appreciate the fact that and, and I, I take um, I'm, I'm just really yeah, I really appreciate some of the, the little things that I right. feel like people take for granted. Yeah. Um, so Suddenly, everything doesn't seem like such a big deal. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just seeing that, is, it, very, it makes me very appreciative. And, and with that, it makes me want to help them that much more. Okay. Um, because I just see so much potential in them, and I want them to maximize their potential. Right. Um, regardless, if they can see it in themselves, um, I see it and the parents see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... You know, that's a way, you know, it, it's always one of those things to where, you know, the kid may not always listen listen to the yeah. parent, but I may say the same exact thing that the parent is saying, right. now they're going to listen to me. Which is, yeah, which typical kid-parent response, right? So, and I think that's what we forget sometimes is that they're still kids, yeah. right? They're still they're still human beings and they're, they're people. And that, uh, you know, do you find, though, that they – that for the most part, they're all capable. It's just they learn differently. Yes, okay. they're all capable. Yeah, and they just learn differently. Um, and that's my job to figure out how they learn. Right. Um, and try to create a program that day to to where they can understand and they can, you know, be positive about it and realize that this is something that they can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And especially – Bringing Drayson into the gym at first, at least for me, it was mildly terrifying because, you know, the equipment is not – we're not talking like cushy padded equipment (laughs) here. And I didn't know what Drayson's reaction was going to be. And even though Drayson's not a reactionary person, I wasn't necessarily worried about him picking up or throwing a weight or doing anything like that. But, you know, you kind of are a little concerned about that. So one thing that we've done in home and and we've done with Tyler is we've had Tyler come to the house to visit with our in-home care team. Um, and help work around some rules around the gym so that he has uh, some structure and understanding. So one thing that I'll encourage to all of you listening today that is if you're thinking about doing something like this um, or if you're, you know, wanting to maybe talk to a personal trainer about this, um, uh, I think it's important that you bring in your care team if you have a care team as well because that's one thing that helped Tyler was to um, talk to – our care team as well. I mean, you got to meet, um, you know, his in-home hab and, mm-hmm. and uh, it, excuse me, behavioral therapist. And so um, tell what – if you could tell our, our listeners today a little bit about what that was like trying to also kind of, you know, learn from the care team some things about even just Drayson mm-hmm. and how that could be – that could vary for everybody. Yeah, I think that was a, a great experience. I learned a lot. That's something that I want to continue to do. Um, but one thing that I learned, the caretaker asked me, um, what are some of the, you know, 
difficulties I may have to get Drayson to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him, run, yeah. you know. Um, and so he, he he told me that if I prepare Drayson soon as he comes in the door about what we're going to do for the day, mm-hmm. then he's more inclined to, you know, do those exercises, do those activities. Right. right. So I tried it and it worked. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. We <laughs> yeah, know what we're doing. Yeah, like. So <laughs> I was very happy yeah. and I'm excited because he's running. He's running again. Right. Um, so I don't have to do it every time. Um, but if it's something that I feel like may be a little bit overwhelming for him, mm-hmm. I really make I'm really intentional about letting him know. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that's one of the that's a big thing that I learned. Um, and I apply that to majority of the clients that I work with, majority of the, the kids that I work with. Right. Now, do you have any advice for parents on maybe um, questions to ask if they're looking for a personal trainer, if they're looking for maybe a resource? Um, I know that in the future, just so you know, folks, in the future, we're probably going to have Tyler back on the show to talk about some bigger things <laughs> that are up and coming. Wink, wink. But um, but in, in, the, in the interim of all of this, do you – if there are parents that maybe are looking to do something like this, obviously there's some safety and we want to make sure that the kids are staying safe. Are there any specific questions that you would recommend that parents ask maybe another personal trainer or wherever they might be doing something like this? So, yes, I okay. would I would say, one, you would want to know their experience. Okay. Want to know if they're certified or not. Okay. And just their educational background. Okay. And their clientele. Because if they're working with, you know, you know, someone that just wants to lose weight or get bigger or stronger, you know, that may not be a good fit for them, okay. you know, because you don't necessarily have to have patience to work with someone like that. Right. So it's just a different demographic. Right. So um, just asking questions and and just be honest with them. Do they think are, is the trainer comfortable with working with the kid on the spectrum? OK. And how much information they know about that. Right. Because, um, you know, some trainers may just. You know, they just may want to do it for the money and then they realize, oh, this is not something that I'm, you know, capable of doing. So, you know, um, so I would those are the questions that I would ask. And just and yeah, you get a good you'll get a good feeling based off of their clientele. The clientele is the number one key of who they train. If they train seniors now, that's you know, that's that's more compatible, you know, because that's kind of how I started. So you have to be patient with seniors also. So, um, but yeah, clientele, education and experience is the three most important questions, I would say. Okay. Oh, actually, throw one thing in is also what kind of gym they're in. You know, I'm more in a private setting. So if it's a gym with a lot of people coming in and out, I don't think that may be a good fit. Um, what, what, What would you think? Say about that. Well, I would I would probably say the same thing. Like one of the benefits is that where we take Drayson, the gym is smaller, um, and I would definitely say that that's been better. If we put him in like a bigger, you know, gym, I don't know, you know, I'm not really sure how he'd yeah. react. I, I think we would get no to everything. He wouldn't want to do anything <laughs> yeah. because I do think even though he doesn't lead on like he cares about what other people think, I think he gets a little concerned if people are watching him. Yeah. I mean, you know. Or maybe it's just me because I'm mom, but he does that to me all the time because no, like it's yeah. like he doesn't want the criticism or the judgment, um, even though he doesn't say it. Yeah. So yeah, so I would definitely agree with that. 
So um, do you have any funny stories that you might be able to tell? Maybe is what anyone come to mind? Not just Drayson, but because <laughs> I know we've talked about Drayson quite a bit. But do you have any kind of funny or uplifting stories that that uh, since you've gone down this journey with the kids that you've experienced? So for Drayson, um, I had him jump on like a top of on top of a box, you know, mm-hmm. and so I bring out the box. It's probably about this high. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for those listening, it's about. 18 uh, inches? <laughs> I would I say, yeah, I would say about 18 inches. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little less. Okay. And so I bring the box out, and he says, no, that's dangerous. <laughs> so I just start laughing, and um, I was like, so do you want to try another one? And then as soon as I said that, he jumps on top of the box. Right. <laughs> So I'm thinking typical Drayson, right? Right, right. yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's kind of his way of saying no, but then he does it anyways, right? right? Um, so I thought that was um, pretty funny. Um, another um, incident. Those safety things are really kind of like, <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's dangerous. I wonder what we were teaching him to make him say that, but it's um, funny. But another incident with him was uh, we went outside, and I had a tennis ball. Yeah. And I would throw the tennis ball off the wall, and I would catch it. So I told Drayson, I'll throw it off the wall and let him catch it. Uh-huh. So he was actually, you know, catching it. So I told him, now you throw it off the wall and I'll catch it. And I was like, well, throw it hard as you can. And oh, no. he winds up and he throws it on top of the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So I thought that was a uh, a funny moment also. <laughs> You're like, well, I did tell him to throw it as hard as he yeah, could. Yeah, so he did follow directions. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, and I'm sure it makes your heart happy in a lot of ways, too, to see the progression with these kids and to watch their progress. And also, too, I mean, seeing how they learn, I'm sure, is kind of fascinating for you because they all learn differently, right? Yes. And there's a deep appreciation for that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tyler, we've enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here today. I I really hope that for those of you listening and watching today, this was really helpful and maybe encouraging to do something different. Um, I know that this has now become a part of our daily lives, working out in the gym, um, and Drayson loves it, and and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it on the show today, to just kind of let parents know that sometimes um, thinking outside the box um, can really lead into bigger things, and uh, we're really excited and happy that we that we're doing this with Tyler. Um, and again, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so for this me. concludes our episode for today. If you have questions, comments, or even a subject that you would like to hear about on our show, please feel free to send me an email at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. If you like um, what you're hearing, please also feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't already. And also not to mention that we have our YouTube channel too if you would like to watch or subscribe to that channel at Pieces for My Puzzle. Thanks again for tuning in today. Until next time, keep working on your puzzle and remember you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care.